0: Hello my name is Emma Kirby and I'm here today with my roommate.
1: Hello everyone my name is Erin. Thank you for having me here today Emma. Yep of course
0: um today we're going to be talking about school shootings which isn't the happiest most glamorous topic but definitely needs to be brought to the table and discussed um not just about how it happens or what has happened in the past but also like different ways um People can protect themselves and to calm parents in those situations, because we all know that's extremely hard to keep calm in, Mm -hmm. but um, definitely needs to be discussed about because obviously school shootings are not over and they probably will never be, but it should start now with the discussion. Um, Erin, if you don't mind, we're going to do a moment of silence for those we have lost. Sounds good. All right. Okay, so I want to thank you, Aaron, for doing that uh, little moment of silence with me. Um, I feel like that also is necessary, just to honor those lives. Um, and speaking of honoring those lives, if you don't mind, I'm going to read off a list mm-hmm. of the most um killed in sh- the shootings, um, the schools that have had the most killings. Um, there's about I have about five of them. And um, one person from each school to honor those who have been lost from those schools. Um, starting with Santana High School, we lost Randy Gordon, age fifteen years old, March fifth, two thousand one. We lost at Red Lake. At Red Lake, we lost Derek Brunn, twenty eight, a security guard, March twenty first, two thousand five. In Virginia Tech, we lost Caitlin Hamron, 19 years old, April, 20, April 16, 2007. In Sandy Hook, we lost Grace Audrey McDonald, 7 years old, December 14, 2012. And lastly, but not least, Parkland High School, we lost Aaron Feast, who was a coach and teacher and was known a hero after his death for saving a group of girls and taking five bullets to the chest at age 37. Joaquin Oliver, 17 years old, student, best friend of my cousin Robbie, February 14th, 2018. Um obviously I have a close relation to one of these cases, but I take them all very serious um could happen to anybody it could have happened to us in high school you know so um but I do feel like that kind of hit more at home for me when my cousin lost his best friend because I feel like that was kind of my awakening that was like it hadn't happened to me yet Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine what these families were going through
1: but it just became so real
0: exactly Mm -hmm. exactly it just became like This is actually happening in our world right now. Right. Like, I I didn't know how to handle that because, like, you know, you grow up in a society that doesn't show you the bad. Mm. It only ever shows you the good. And, like, what is the, like, obviously the good makes you think, like, rainbows and unicorns Mm. and happiness and popcorn and go to the movies with your family. Right. But at the end of the day, you're growing up and you grow up and you sit in classrooms For 12 years of your life and then if you go on to college you sit in classrooms for another however long you want to go to college for and if you're not taught that bad I feel like it makes you so unprepared for the world and like there's so much bad like I don't feel like that's talked about enough either but so um I just wanted to honor those people um to stand for their schools and stand for all of those who have been lost obviously there's way more than one person or two people or three people lost at these schools um these were the highest in the U.S. um killings school shootings so I felt like that was also very important to get out there and get on the table but next we're gonna be talking about our own experiences or our yeah experiences um within like school shootings or preparing for school shootings because that's what we're really here for is we're gonna try to help the world mm-hmm. right now. So, Erin, can you tell me a little
1: bit about your drills you did in high school for yeah, this? Yes, of course. Um, before I go into, like, drills specifically, I want to say that <clears throat> the first shooting that I had ever heard about, or at least that I can recall, was the um, Sandy Hook shooting. I guess I was only about 10 when that happened, and, um, you know, that's still a, that's like a one of those in-between ages where you know things, but you also don't know a lot. Um, And so to hear this especially happening at um, such like a young institution, it was just, it was really hard and it was a lot to wrap my head around, but that's pretty much where I first um, came to realize it. Um, But from what I can remember, more specifically to drills in general, um, in my school years, um, especially in high school, we would call them lockdown drills. And a couple of things I remember from this um, were techniques that the teachers would tell us, um, you know, when someone would come on the announcements and say lockdown drill or give a code or something. We were always told to hide in this particular spot, um, turn off the lights so that if someone were in the building and were to pass our classroom, it would look like no one was in there. Um, I remember I always thought that this was kind of a weird tactic because, you know, it doesn't really make much sense for it to be the middle of a school day, but no kids. But thinking about it now, it's honestly like the best solution for the situation. Um, Also, I remember in my English class, I think my sophomore year, my teacher had his own tactic to um, put a belt on the handle of the door and to um have had us have one designated person to hold a belt to the door handle we obviously would lock it first but we would put the belt buckle over the handle and then someone would stand on the opposite side so that if the person were to bust the lock or break the glass and try and get in there would be an extra force on the side and i was actually in charge of that one year um we never had any break-ins or anything but It was just something that, you know, was really serious. Um, Even when I was in grade school, I remember that our teachers would tell us to, in the case of of someone breaking in or a school shooter, um, to grab literally anything you could find and just start throwing it at them. And that really was something that, you know, just kind of opened my eyes to the true violence that would have to be evoked in that situation. I mean, obviously, it started under poor circumstances, but the fact that, you know, young kids would have to be causing harm to someone for something that doesn't really make sense at that age. It's just something that's really mind bogg- boggling, but, you know, like I said before, for the situation, you know, it's important.
0: Absolutely. What about you? Um, for me, drills were a little different. Um, I don't know if you mentioned that you go to a private you went to a private high school. Um, but I went to public so right. they did things a little bit different. Um we had I remember um we always did my freshman and sophomore year we always I was always at my home school so I went to like two high schools my uh junior and senior year so most of the time my junior and senior year I was at this other high school not my home school but we still had the drills there um and those were a lot different than my high school ones even though they were like same district you know Mm -hmm. um But my homeschool one, I remember we would stack, um, our desks against the door and we would do the same thing pretty much where we would hide in a corner Mm -hmm. or something and figure out the best way, uh, to kind of get out of the situation, but not get out of the situation, if that makes sense. Um, and then just like, I don't know, like it was something always different. Like you said, like it was something always different with different Mm -hmm. teachers, like, um, we would grab objects too. We'd usually grab like big math textbooks and like right. hold them just to be safe. Um, I remember some teachers would give out candy like during it to keep us quiet, and, <laughs> which I thought was kinda of funny. Um, I remember at my other school, my I went to a dental school for two years. Um and there they would have us go so we had like a big classroom and then in like one of the corners it was like kinda pushed out um into like a little square and it was like a little dental office where mm-hmm. it had two dental chairs and everything like that right. um and when we had drills like this we would grab literally grab scalpels and wow. sit in that corner <laughs> yeah it that was, was kind of intense because like it was just a drill right and like we were like 16 years old mm-hmm. so that was a little intense for me but at the same time this is our new normal like Mm-hmm. There's no going back now. Like you never know if it could happen again. If it won't happen again, you have to prepare yourself. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into our next topic, which is how to prepare yourself. Things Emma finds on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did some digging. Like I said, I found these on the internet. Um, I did some digging to see what people's like blogs. I went deep. I got deep into it. The internet, that place is crazy, man. (laughs) But um, I got really deep into there. And I found some people's blogs about, like, specifically the Sandy Hook and the Parkland shootings. So those were the more recent year school shootings. Um, I found a lot of people's blogs talking about, like, after this happened, my whole life changed. Um, I didn't know exactly what to do like I wanted to protect my kids or my sibling or you know whatever and um I think that's a lot like that's exactly how a lot of people feel I mean you have a little brother like Mm -hmm. thinking now like he's just entered high school right right like does it ever give you like a little goosebump to like think if that would ever happen
1: um I mean yeah I think about it sometimes it's not something that you know keeps me up at night exactly but my dad's also a teacher in a public school, right, which is a middle school. Um so that kind of concerns me a little bit more because I feel like teachers are more of a threat. Of a threat to, yeah. you know, a shooter because they're kind Absolutely. of the person you have to take out before you can take anyone else out. Right. Because they're more protective. So that worries me a little bit more, but um I know he's taking the right precautions. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so this is what I found. We're going to discuss them. I'm going to tell Erin kind of what they are, give her a little brief rundown, mm-hmm. and then she's going to tell me what she thinks about it, and then I'll say what I think about it, and we'll go from there. So the first one is run, hide, fight. And this one is the three-step way to um not to surviving pretty much mm-hmm. in a school shooting, um, this person that I found this blog off of, they pretty much quoted like, um, you know how like when there's a fire, not to compa- obviously not to compare, yeah. this situation to a fire, but they tell you to do what? Like they tell Staff, you stop
1: some- and roll
0: exactly something easy and quick for kids to remember. Yeah, and if they're teaching that to us when we're in what like second grade, this right. could be something too and that like that they could be teaching and that's kinda what this person was saying when they came up with this. Um the run was to get as far away from the shooter, the active shooter as possible. Hide hide behind something concrete, something that you can trust to mm-hmm. not be shot through.
1: Right.
0: Um and fight. That's the last defense. Yeah. The if you cannot run you cannot hide. Yes. Fight like get below like they said i'm pretty sure get below the gun if you mm-hmm. go lower towards their feet and you slide or you put your body on the ground and you push yourself off a wall yeah you go straight for their legs you can knock them down like that the shooter um or go like high jump or walk, run in zigzags as well um mm-hmm. when you're running that we'll get to that actually that's one of these two um what do you think about that? What do you think about run, hide, flight?
1: Um, I think it's a good tactic. I definitely think, you know, like running first. I mean, honestly, I'd probably say hide first. I agree. I don't know if that's exactly supposed to be like the It chronic, Yeah, that's you know kind of, I mean? it okay. was, but okay. Okay.
0: I completely agree. Hiding definitely should have came first because if you're running, I feel like that's more yeah. of a sign. Because
1: if you're already in a safe place that you are hidden, but then like you run out of that, you know, just because exactly. of this. I think each situation has its own, um, you know, like, response needed right. for it. But I think it's definitely useful. And the other thing that comes to mind with the um, fighting part is obviously, like, you have to keep in mind they probably are armed right. with one or more guns, which is hard to match or exactly unarm. But
0: Especially for a seven-year-old girl like yeah. Grace Audrey <laughs> Donald. Like, that's... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine going up against a 20-year-old shooter at seven years old trying to fight my way out to survive that's i feel like you're exactly right you hit it right on the nail um obviously telling like younger kids this could be like a more life lesson if they learned how to like project it correctly right um but like you said like the fighting you're going up against somebody who could have one or more guns like they are armed they are dangerous they're in a dangerous state of mind they're literally coming into a school strapped, pretty right, much. with and, bad intentions, Yeah, too. with bad intentions, exactly. So, like, a 7-year-old versus, like, a 37-year-old. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of a difference there as well. But, right. like, even, like, 37-year-old, like, he's not going to be able to fight a gun. Right. Like, no matter what age yeah, you, who you are, gun. don't fight a gun. Right. So, I feel like the fight could definitely be changed. Um. But I think the run and hide
1: yeah.
0: definitely hits it the nail on the head. Right. For sure. Right. The next one is if you hear slash see something, say something, which I feel like that goes with everything in life. Oh, like yeah. not just school shootings, but I feel like that's also a good thing um to like just know, you know, especially mm-hmm. like be taught that as a kid. I think more now, um in these generation, this generation we're hearing that a lot more and we're seeing that a lot more is right. that people are getting more concerned for other people and yeah. not uh, less selfish,
1: you right. know, and taking it more seriously because someone could joke and be like, oh, I'm going to shoot up the school, you know, like they maybe could have like 10 years ago and people would be like, haha, like they're just joking. But right. now I feel like if that were to happen, people would be more likely to actually report it and do something about it rather than just laughing it off.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, That actually was something that kind of happened at my school. We had an active shooter, my junior year um well, not active, but we had a shooter um he was not active, thank God, but he I was coming back from bulk actually, so i that was where I leave my school and go to a different school, and then I come back to my home school, and I came back in and I had my McDonald's because I was hungry girl, it was right, lunch naturally, you know, and um, I was walking to my next class. And as I'm walking by, I see all these FBI and police officers and, oh Lord. like, investigating and sh- stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't know what, like, what was going on. I just was focusing on my McDonald's yeah. Coke because, you know, Coke comes better when it's from McDonald's. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, And I'm, like, sitting there, like, looking around, like, am I not supposed to be here right now? <laughs> like, Seriously. what's going on? And then as I got to class, the speaker comes on two minutes after I sit down and it's like you all like need to exit the building immediately oh, we are, are going on the whole building's going on to lockdown um with nobody inside like we cannot have anybody inside like the building is going to lockdown and I was confused because every lockdown material we've ever had the did lockdown. not teach us yeah, <laughs> to leave the building you know right so I was like oh, okay like this is weird whatever so we left like we all just got up and left and as like I was walking to my car the buses kind of lined up at the front of the school the entire like I swear to you the FBI agents the police officers like the bomb squad the bombs literally the bomb squad the SWAT team like they were all like hiding out in my school all over my school wow and they all came onto this one bus this one specific bus and pulled this kid off the back of it. They knew who it was. They knew who it was. They checked him outside, like, had him against the wall, like, holding him there. Uh, against the bus, holding him there. And they went through his bag, pounded his dad's
1: uh, no g- pistol. No That's so yeah. scary. Yeah,
0: and I was, like, my car was parked, like, maybe three cars in from, like, right where it was going on. Oh, my So gosh. I was like, oh, hell, like, what? Like, I just got here. This kid has a gun. That's insane. And and the kicker, he didn't even go to my school. Are you serious? Yeah, he was in the Vogue program at our school. We had a evoke program for um, auto body at my school. And he was an auto body student. And he threatened to, that's how my school found out about it before finding him with the gun. Was one of the kids in auto body class went to the office and was like, this kid sent me these messages about today. And he handed his phone over to the principal and it said like I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna oh. like all this I'm gonna a gun to school like all this crazy stuff wow. and I was friends with the kid so like he told me afterwards and like that's how I know all of this but yeah so he like showed it to our principal and our principal's like we'll get on this like when he comes here we'll get on it so he came and I was just walking in and they found him and he like went to a different school and they like arrested him on spot. Like, You just put an entire school at danger. Like, come on. So they arrested him. I have no idea what happened to him to this day. I didn't know the kid's name. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of... um, Definitely, like, if you hear something, slash see something, say something. Definitely. Because, like, if that wasn't the case, that kid could probably be dead right now in, like, a school shooting at my school. So definitely, I 100% agree with that. I feel like that's very strong even though it's probably one of the most cliche super cheesy lines it makes sense though. it makes sense yeah exactly the next one is if you have to run zigzag lines um which kind of means like don't run in a straight line obviously bullet right. can shoot in a straight line
1: right and it's harder for them to know where you're going next if you switch your movement every right single time.
0: what do you think about that one
1: I think it's a pretty good tactic. I've The first time I ever heard that was when, like, you're being chased by, like, a crocodile or something. like Crocodile? <laughs> yeah, like, I heard, like, because their eyes get all messed up. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, right bug-eyed. Exactly. And then, so when I heard it for a gun, I remember, like, it was on my mind for a little bit. But it really does make sense. It
0: really, like, if you think in detail about it, it really yeah, does.
1: like, in a situation.
0: Yeah, because, like, you never know, like... A bullet could come, like, if especially if you're, like, running away. Like, if you're running away from a gun, chances are they're probably going to shoot it. Right. And, like, if that's the case, you if you're running in a straight line, you're don't dead. Don't to make it easy. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to make it easy on them. Right. Like, they're obviously probably not going to fire one, but they're probably going to fire, like, multiple in that same direction. Right. And if you're running zigzags, they're not going to know which direction to shoot them at. Exactly. So... Zigzag is definitely something to do. Um, Talk to your... Like, for parents, I got... Talk to your local police departments Mm -hmm. in schools uh, that your children are sent to. Ask them about their policies. Mm -hmm. Ask them what they're doing to keep your child safe. Obviously, um, when situations like this occur, everyone's under a lot of stress um, and, like, very worried, very anxious... There's a lot of emotions flowing Mm -hmm. when situations like this occur, especially for a mother or a parent of any kind. Um, So 100% get that. And, like, I feel like this is, like, a step that you can take months, like, years even probably prior to, like, anything like this ever happening. And if that's the case, like, wouldn't you want to know what they're going to do? Because you know damn well that, like, when that day comes, and if it does come, Lord help us. Hopefully not. If that does, the police lines are going to be blowing up. Families are going to be calling the school. Right. Like the the lines are going to be outrageous. Like rushing to the school isn't going to help you or your child. Right. Like the safest thing to do is to know beforehand so that yes. you're not one of those people waiting and freaking out while the police and the schools are trying to figure out. what's going on and figure out how to stop this because obviously it is a very tragic thing for everybody and parents we understand especially young parents since like you guys are just breaking into this you're like and you're in this generation like i hate to say it but our generation like the last two sandy hook and parkland shooting are probably like one of the most mass murders in america ever Like, so you're in that generation. You grew up with those two extensive shootings. And, like, you got to know, like, if you're having babies now, like, you got to know that, like, at some point you got to prepare your child for this. You got to prepare yourself for it because this is our, like I said, this is our new normal, Mm
1: -hmm. you know? And it's better safe than sorry. Exactly. Yep
0: um and the last thing it kind of goes with the first one hide behind something concrete um always wise to do i don't think we really need to discuss that because we kind of talked about it but definitely hide behind something concrete like i feel like that should be a known fact you Mm -hmm. don't want to hide behind a chair right they can shoot through a chair or cardboard. Or cardboard. Right oh my gosh, yeah. Or a drywall, because that can be shot through, too. Exactly. That's so, like, something
1: that, like, is important for, like, parents to tell their kids about. I mean, absolutely. I all of this is, but especially that, because kids might not know that. Yeah. You know?
0: They should, like... Because I'm pretty sure, like, if you knock on, like, a drywall wall instead of a concrete wall, it makes right. different noises. I
1: think so, too.
0: I feel like, also, like, they should have, like, a class for, like... Par- like, when they... You yeah. know how parents go to, like, new parenting classes and right. stuff? and they want to learn how to yeah. be or like even like a book maybe i'll write that one day i think that's a great like, idea to like just tell them like the little things because yeah. you can easily teach a five-year-old like does this sound different than this right and they will understand that and right. then and, they'll understand like this is what you hide behind not
1: right. this right and i feel like your perspective too if you were to write that book it's so important because you know like you're not a parent. Um, but you're also not a full grown adult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, I feel like you would know what's important to say and what's important yeah. to be about.
0: I'm in like that middle area right exactly. now. Definitely. Definitely. Um, the last thing we want to talk, touch base about, um, is a little more, um, a little more opinionated, un- opinionated uneasy. Yeah. I would say so if you are a parent or a young um teenager, I recommend stop listening now unless you're really into crime junkie type stuff. <laughs> um because this is kind of something that I not to say have a lot of fun with, but have a lot of fun with, um right. is trying to pick suspects out of a line. So this is always like I am addicted to the podcast Crime Junkie. If you have not heard it mm-hmm. and you like crime, go listen. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, shameless plug, but whatever. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what we're gonna go to, go through. Um, we're gonna talk about who kill, who shoots up these schools. Um, so and kind why. of and why. So like a suspect list, kind of um, of like. What the average... Not saying, like, every... Obviously, every school shooting is not, like, the same person right. over and over again. But they do have, like, similar reasonings or they have similar characteristics. Somehow, they always feel connected, I feel like, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, that's kind of what we're going to talk about is why they feel connected and why are they doing this. Um, do you want to start? I would love to. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so, the best you know, like, wording I can put into this is probably going back to high school. Um, Emma mentioned that, you know, I went to a private um, school. It was also all girls, and it was Catholic. Um, and I remember in one of my classes, we did, like, discuss this exact topic, you know, like, school shooters, like, who's doing it, why are they doing it, where's this all coming from, et cetera. And I remember in my class, we were talking about how um, a good amount of the time, not every time, it is a male um and it is also somebody who knows the school so either someone who went there someone who's related to someone that went there um someone who knows their way around and would know how to execute execute their plan well um you know it's not someone random just coming into right. the school because you know they want to cause damage it's not There's more of a motive to it, essentially. Um, It's normally someone who's a little bit more outcasted or had a bad experience personally with the school. Um, But, yeah. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I think
0: it's definitely most of the time, like, even the ones that I have on here, um, I've listed them. Like, the Sandy Hook shooting was Adam Lanza, Lanza, A 20-year-old male who, um, but had no motive, from what I found, um, he had really no motive for shooting up a pre-K, but... Mm -hmm.
1: As far as we know.
0: Yeah, as far as we know. um, Then, like, Parkland, Nicholas Cruz, former student, Mm -hmm. knew the building, was an outcast, you know all of the above suffered from mental illnesses mm-hmm. will probably now suffer in jail for the rest of his life. Right. Um and then like Sant Santana High School was Charles Williams, fifteen years old, Red Lake, Jeff Wise, sixteen years old, and lastly Sang Hugh Hop- Sang Hugh Chubb, twenty three years old. All males, all Right. In their 20s or so, or young, or teens.
1: Right. And it's not to say that we looked up, right. you know, male school shooters. It's Absolutely. just big coincidence. Biggest, yeah, yeah. These are
0: all, like, the thing that I looked up was the biggest school shootings in the U.S. Right. And sadly, it is, like, and we hate to stereotype, but it is, like, when you pull up, like, the five biggest shootings. Yeah. You don't expect to see kind of the repetition, like, the repeating. Right. Factors like they're so similar that it's frightening, you know. It is.
1: It really is.
0: Um and like I feel like that's also like a big part of it too. Is like nobody really looks into that. Nobody really like identifies like that. And I feel like it's also like we've seen a lot of films, obviously, um about the specific topic and like about like how school shooters feel inside or like making. And known, you know. Right. Um, and I feel like that's also something that, like, we should talk about, too. Is, like, why... Like, obviously, these kids are outcasted for some reason. Right. And they're obviously very upset that they're outcasted for whatever reason that may be. um, So, like, maybe, like, that's also something to teach your children. Like, I know everybody tries to teach it, their child to be a good person. But, like, bullying, like... I know we're like in twenty 2020, twenty oh twenty twenty one going into twenty twenty two, but obviously it's still a thing, or we wouldn't have yeah. situations like this happening, um anymore. In my opinion, like I feel like that's one of the most leading causes to school shootings is bullying, right. and nobody's standing up for them. Right. So I feel like, especially like teachers, I've heard this a lot too, um especially with the Nicholas Cruz case, which is the Parkland shooter. Um, he said in an interview that teachers would see him get bullied and no one would say anything and not to diss on the parkland teachers or the parkland staff um who've also went through this tragedy but i feel like maybe that's like also something to look into like teachers maybe you should have like a day for like specifically learning about bullying and like how to help kids that are being bullied by other students like that's how you start like you there's always going to be something i feel that somebody can do
1: Mm -hmm. you know right i feel like you know this is just another one of those examples where it's always important to treat people with kindness treat people with respect because you never know what someone's going through whether that's your best friend or a complete stranger we can't understand someone else's experience um and so you know even if you were to be just like a little bit mean, that could totally ruin their day and you wouldn't even know it. Or maybe if someone was already having a good day and you compliment them, that could make their day go way better or make their whole week even better. Exactly. Um it's important to, you know, like be the change. Even if people haven't always been nice to you in the past. I feel like that's more the reason why you should pay it forward. Um but yeah, just in general being good and doing good is always the right answer.
0: Absolutely. I feel like that's also like
1: it's always taught at a young
0: age. But on that note, um, definitely a lot to look into. I feel like there's a lot of factors to talking about school shootings, you can never go into it from one angle. Um, there's always something that's gonna need to be said, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so in conclusion, um try to teach your children especially the next generation, mm-hmm. how to react and how to act specifically yes. for school shootings and to prepare you for them as well and not just your child because we know how chaotic that situation can be. Also, a reminder to always keep the ones we have lost in your prayers, yep. um, whatever religion you are, and just hope that school shootings one day will come to an end mm-hmm. thank you so much aaron for joining me today for this thank you for having I me i greatly appreciate it
1: anytime
0: um and we will talk next episode guys so thank, thank you, you for listening
1: have a good one
0: bye